This week's episode of Weeb and Noob Watch Anime Podcast has explicit language, so if you got kids in the audience, please consider listening to something else. Thank you. This week, we show one of the unexpected consequences of diversity. And I see if I can get two elves for the price of one centaur. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we are on Edgy on the Tens! <laughs> a bi-monthly celebration of sexual fluidity through the lens of one of the most conservative and sexually repressed nations in the world. We're going to be talking about a show that dabbles into the Tolkien version of elves, dwarves, fairies, and monsters and asks the all-important question, can I fuck them? And even more important question, how much can I do for really? That's right, this week we tackled the etchy slice of life comedy known as Interspecies Reviewers. But before we get Garrett, what new fans are we expecting from this episode? Well, Kyle, can something be both <laughs> repulsively misogynistic, yet also inclusive and diverse? I had I had that same thought, Garrett. It is weirdly surprisingly sex positive, and it shows the kind of weird pull that comes from like people who are very much like, you know, anti-women violence and poor thoughts with kink shaming and like trying to be people to be sexually positive and right. like the struggle of it who knew such a dirty ass show <laughs> provides such like important questions but we'll get into that in a second garrett uh, sure, i want to sure. thank everybody first for following us on our social media platforms including on twitter at weeb underscore noob as well as instagram at walma podcast you can also follow us on anchor fm slash walma podcast but when you do uh we want to make sure you do what garrett give us a five star review um, if, if we could go to the rankings of what they do in this show, I want you to consider it kind of like what an angel feels like a, a salamander would do. You would know more when you hear <laughs> you know oh what that's going to salamander. <laughs> and that's not really not the top. This is it's like not my top five weirdest moments of this show. <laughs> <laughs> the show we are talking about today is the show Interspecies Reviewers, a very innocuous name for a very off the wall show i would say this is probably one of the dirtiest things we've ever watched it is absolutely the dirtiest thing we've ever watched and once you watch it you'll understand why interspecies reviewer is not innocuous but rather just a lazily named <laughs> manga it's uh, like it's like calling like a yep. like a dog and cat orgy like mm-hmm. fluffy intercourse <laughs> for fluffy interplay <laughs> for those at home we will tackle this in the most <laughs> Uh, delicate way that we can, yeah. but this is in our 80 some odd episodes or 90. Is this 90? 90. This is 90. Man. 90. In our 90 episodes, this is the most foul thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to use the word foul. This is the most graphic thing we've graphic, watched. Yeah. So if, if you do not want to stomach that, uh, fast forward to the final five minutes of the show. <laughs> we'll tell you more. Yeah. yeah. But if you do want to stay and you're as dirty as me and Garrett, we'll tell you more about it. So Interspecies Reviewers is a manga that's ongoing, Garrett, since okay. 2016. So this thing is still going strong after five years as a manga. As an anime, though, very different story. It got one season in 2020 and then essentially got evaporated out of existence. Mm-hmm. So this show is what I would consider a sexual comedy, much like a lot of the other shows that we've watched. But it has a little bit of a twist in the air is, is much different than what we normally review as considered etchy, right? Yep. Uh, this show aired on actual Japanese cable, <laughs> oh, but God. was pulled after four episodes and then was sent to North America and then got uh, subsequently after three episodes banned from Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Amazon Instant. Right. So this show was even too graphic for places that have shown us Monster Musume, <laughs> for shows that have showed us a talking fart, for shows that have showed us literally small children who get naked all the time like this 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 like was over the top for even those shows right well it just goes to show that people are still uncomfortable talking about the world's oldest profession right exactly and i think the expectations game is in order here garrett i told you the name interspecies reviewer Mm -hmm. and i gave you a little bit of the synopsis i you kind of learned a little bit more from instagram before you watch the show right 
where were your expectations? What were you, what you, what did you think you were going to watch? And then what did, did it exceed it or oh, underwhelm? Well, so I kind of had a crazy week. So I, I took it with like, you gave me a few lines. I took it with a grain of salt. It wasn't until uh, my wife read your Instagram post, or <laughs> our Instagram post and said, so where are you going to go hide and watch this while I'm not around? And not because like she's a prude, but because she knows I would be so eking embarrassed. Like just, it was, um, well, I'll just say it. Uh, We have watched Etchy before. It is my belief that this is hentai. Okay. Interesting. Interesting note. It is graphic enough that we always talk about how Etchy walks up to a line. Yeah. Kool-Aid man's that line. I would say this is more softcore hentai. If you were to ask me, if you oh, were to truly ask me, paint with shades of gray, <laughs> Garrett nuance, especially with the it's delicious nuanced. etchiness, it's nuanced etchiness, right? Um, and then, uh, so I'm going to give a disclaimer. So there's a sure. few things that's going to happen today. As Garrett said, this is going to be a very graphic conversation because we watched a very graphic show. For the sake of humor, we are going to be using a lot of different terms that many might find a little off-putting, but know that we're just doing it for humor effect. One thing we're going to say is the correct term for people who do the type of work that is shown is, is, is a sex worker. We acknowledge that, that that is the correct way to talk to someone. However, for the sake of humor, we will be saying other words just so that we don't have to keep saying sex worker all the time. Really just for that reason, but do respect right. professional. It's like when you're writing an essay and you yeah. do a control F and you're right. like, how many times have I used this word? And you have to go to the thesaurus to find a new word to say the right. same thing over again. Yeah, just for the sake of like not overdoing it. We'll be using alternate alternate right. and knowing full well. We talk about it in the context of how the show portrays it. it exactly. So no full well. We understand two white dudes in their you know in their undescribed thirties talking about this kind of topic can be a little miffy. But no, we're just like this show. We're trying to do in tongue in cheek right. with an air of fun. Okay, so that being out of the way, let's talk about the conceit of the show, Garrett. We are in a Tolkien fantasy world. Yeah, it very much reminded me of a pub from Elder Scrolls, like right. a tavern from Elder Scrolls. It's very much in that realm of isekai of like a lot of the dialogue of this world that's like video game in the world is centered on the tavern and like shops. And right. so that's what this show kind of does too. But There's not a lot of like your fighting. Char- when creating your character in Elder Scrolls, would you ever name your lead character Stunk? <laughs> Stunk sounds like something that Rick Ross created as a new beverage of scissor, <laughs> but yet is the, is the, yeah, is the name of this character is the human character's name is stunk. So yes, it's like booty juice. <laughs> so, so the, and then the beginning of the show, you're kind of given a lot of like positive vibes, man. This is a, they accept diversity. In fact, they say diversity is a great thing in this show, right? Multiculturalism abound. Any manner of species is welcome at any store at any time. But then it kind of spins it on its face. Right. What do they tell you about this show and what the important value of multiculturalism as per this Tolkien world would be? Our three lead characters are on a quest to sleep with every type of species uh, imaginable. And, and utilizing what form? Because this is important. This is an important distinction. Utilizing what form? I mean, yes. they go to suck you houses. <laughs> they are. Me, they go to brothels. Yeah, they basically go to brothels. To no, me, they... suck you buses. Not to be confused <laughs> with. I don't. We're probably getting into this later. But when right. they referred to uh, boys as incubuses, and yeah. I, no, that's what they're called. Started singing like drive <laughs> in my head. Um, no, but it, incubus are actually male succubus. So yeah, incubus yeah. actually so, got its name from that. Yeah, after. Uh, they go to these brothels. They make their money by going back to this tavern and posting their Roger Ebert, <laughs> Gene Siskel reviews. This is these are people of what we would call hobbyists. These are people who have jobs, but their pastime they think a lot about. A hobbyist is someone who does dirty, disgusting things, and then later goes on Pornhub and writes in the comment section, "The cum." That's what these <laughs> kind of guys are. And then they put a period at the end of that sentence too. They go, the come period. There's this, okay, so Garrett, like, oh, on a, so on a quick, side note, on a side note before we begin, I have to reference, there's this There's this site that's called um, Graphic Animated Porn com- Pornhub Comments. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that came to mind. It's like, they take like actual comments from Pornhub and they make them like zoom in and out at the screen and it's like <laughs> graphically right. moving at you. So 
I have something like similar, but kind of unrelated is, you know, I uh, watch ASMR videos. Yeah. I just, I fall, I fall down these rabbit holes of <laughs> videos that are like legitimately ASMR. Uh, but then there's, there's definitely ones that play on like sexuality or right. they, they use attractive models. Right. And inevitably, invariably in the quotes, there is someone who said, or in the comments, there was someone who says, Men of culture, we meet again. <laughs> yes, that's another name for hobbyists. Is men of culture. I love that term, and that's what these men are. These are men of men culture. of culture. We meet again. <laughs> so that's what's happening in the show. There really is no other plot besides it. Yep. It's literally three, two men mainly, mainly, and then other people kind of join them. Their buddies tag a along. Bear man. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, and then an angel who's uh, uh, well. Is, let's go through the characters. The first one yep, yep, is yep, yep, Stunk. Yep, yep. Who's a male character? Yes. I'm sorry, human character. A male human. Um, apparently, he's come from a rich lineage. He's his dad's like a top tier person. So yep. they a, think you're a very standard six two to six three adventurer with a saber on his side and he uh, a brown cape and you know yeah like like if you ever watch any like drug height you know drug lord movies there's always that one son who can't do anything right and he just does one thing he's like oh, i'm a dj well this guy's just like i'm proud of the fact that i love brothels then we get a character named zell mm-hmm. who is an elf very much like a uh, link yes and what's interesting about the show is that everybody does everybody in this show right right you know this is like Elves will do uh, hyenas, which is actually a thing that happens and, and in this show. Another like another thing where, like, yes. again, think about what we're talking about. We're talking about brothels. We're talking about, like, yeah. rating, like, females' performances at their, at their jobs in a public forum. Yeah. And yet, the underlying, one of the underlying themes is that it does not matter who you are or where you're from. You, you can get boned in this show. Yes. And then, but the, what I think is also important to note is that Everyone has different reviews because the joke of the show is that the customers have different standards based on their species. So, for example, right. the first joke we're introduced to is the fact that this really hot elf just pats Stunk on the way out. Right? It's funny that we have to talk about Stunk, but he's walking on. He's a happy customer, and Zell the elf walks up and says, "Ew, bro, you had to like do a grandma and stuff like that because elves live." long periods of time this one she's she four or five hundred years old yeah she's a very old woman so to zell that is repulsive right and he's like okay but she looks young so whatever for a human it doesn't matter because we live to like what 80 years old like that's not so bad right. and so he goes this is more to my liking and so he points to this like old woman gilf um, gilf a, like this is a like a great gilf <laughs> She is in there, up there in age. But I think she's only like 55 or 60 yeah, years old. Yeah, that was so weird, too. Human years. But, but she's he enamored with it because he's, right. oh, he's like, humans never live to 100. She's so great. It's like it's like the weird version of jailbait, that, you know, because <laughs> he's like, ooh, 80 years old. And yeah, just for me. And so that's like, it's playful. And that's why like, I wasn't like, oh, man. It's like sometimes etchy. I'm just like, mm, what am I doing here? But yeah. this, they like are playful with the idea of it, which I kind of mm-hmm. like. Yep. So these two guys are best friends. They they are adventurers, meaning they're kind of like your average uh, isekai in that they go out, they quest, and then they bring back money, and then people have some jobs. Well, on the, uh, when they're not doing that, they have a very lustful uh, life in their world. Right. And as you said, it's really funny that the the, the 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 kind of like knowledge that they give you to make you not feel so bad for the sex workers, because honestly, mm-hmm. like your thought would be like, oh, these women have been human trafficked, all that stuff, right? That would be the thing that would suck the fun right out of the show instantly is that these women are succubus at least a little bit. And succubus need to have sex because that's how they live. They Succubus draws off a sexual energy. So they need to have this kind of like talk away. At least, and even the, even the narrator joking was like, but that's the dirty little shit that we owe sex. <laughs> it's like that kind of stuff. So, so it was really funny that the characters were called suck you girls. Right. Right. <laughs> And 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 even when, and there are men of leisure, they do take their reviews very seriously. Once you say Garrett, like in fact, I think their writing style is quite apropos. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, they are on a scale from zero to ten. As yes, well. so they have a weeping noob score, but 
Yeah. Their excitement. And, and just to make sure that there's balance, whenever they post a review, they do their best to have uh, four parties involved. Right. And they make it so that you know based on the kind of uh, thing. So then the one thing that stuck out to me was did you, the theme song. <laughs> this theme song was graphic. <laughs> I, I, I don't recall that there was uh, <laughs> captions for the. No, I don't. I, I well, talk about your impressions while I look up the theme song uh, stuff. So while I look up the actual lyrics. Well, one of the first things you notice in the theme song and in this show, Kyle and I always talk about how um, uh, erotic shows or yeah. edgy shows will artfully um, use a blinding sheen of light or some sort of obscured shadow or view uh, yeah. to prevent nudity. But they put uh, Tig Old Biddies right there in that in that intro. Yes. And like there's an uh, there's like a big breasted demon that like opens her mouth bukkake style right at the camera. Mm-hmm. Like I was and then like there's, a lot of thrusting. There's I'll, also a lot of like not vaginas, but vagina shaped things with glow right. lights. Correct. And yeah, the censorship was kind of odd in the show, the house selective they were in some instances. Uh, but to go back to the theme song, Garrett, because you gave me some time to uh, look up the lyrics. Here is one of the one of the verses. Jerk it, you train hard. Jerk it, your own tool. Jerk it, now it's time to use it. Let's go to paradise. That's so, yeah. <laughs> this is a switch, switch out the lyrics and you could sell a skip it. Jerk it, jerk it. Skip it, skip it, skip it. I'm going to love this, this, this version of our show so much. Uh, so yeah, so we get into the like the episodes don't really go to where they really go to a brothel, review it, and it's done. Uh, but basically, um, the kind of thread that meets the third character, whose name is um, Crimrael, uh, Crimrael, uh, which is an is an angel, on their adventuring thing. Which, by the way, we see their job maybe like five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Is they meet this angel who's in trouble, right? And talk through what's going on with Crimrael, why. Right, so Krimiel, they are there. Why they are find Crimael randomly in the woods, and Crimael yes. has a broken halo. Right, Crim basically says, "I'm trying to get back to heaven, but I can't get back to heaven until my halo heals." Right, and so Stunk and Zell are like, "Well, hey, man, you know, like, we'll 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 hang out with you. I'll we'll watch over you until it heals. You you can chill with us." and and Krim's like, yeah, that's nice. You guys are so nice. You're so kind. And, imme- and immediately Stunk and Zell are like, because we want you to take us to heaven because we, we bet their brothels are really sweet, right? <laughs> and Krim's like, um, what? And they're like, yeah, the brothels in heaven must be legit. Because and they have Krim's- a goal. They have a goal, Garrett. Right. And what is Krim's that goal? Like, <laughs> Krim's like, oh, man. Maybe I have chosen poorly to associate with these people. So Krim is like following them down and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're a dude, right? And Krim turns red. Krim is a hermaphrodite. Krim yes. has both uh, male, male and, and female, female genitalia. And immediately he's like, yep, I'm a dude. I'm totally a dude. Because if you find out I'm not, you're probably going to uh, try to bone me. Yes. To try something. Now, this leads <laughs> as Krim is going away. <laughs> <laughs> All I kept thinking the entire time was Einhorn was a man <laughs> because it was very much like the dick is shoved up the butt. Right. Well, because they kept showing Crim's butt to look like the, it was like the Grundle ball tuck there. It By the was... way, folks, there is you do see a penis outline. It's not like you're seeing a bulge. You are literally seeing the definition of a dick and balls. Right. As, on an angel. So, but, but also... Constantly, the view, because the, uh, Krim is an angel, he yes. floats. Flies. Floats, yeah. And so the camera is constantly behind it, and then before the scene continues, it will, like, zoom in on the on the the balls there. And I just kept, <laughs> like I said, I kept thinking of Ace Ventura. But. I was thinking of waiting, in which, like, the most famous like way to show off your genitalia is called the goat, in yes. which you push your... <laughs> That's what that was. We push everything back so people see from the back end. But yeah, so so this show is off to a great start. And their grand goal is that they plan on having sex with every species known to man. Correct. And they are like honestly very earnest in that goal. Like they are they are willing to go. There's no there's, hiding it. There's no hiding it, right? And they're very proud of themselves in this way. So and I was very surprised, like, oh well, there's an angel dick. And that was where I was that's what I was like. So that's goes yep. in. And then uh 
it's funny because they their first thing they reviewed was an, an octopus monster mm-hmm. that is top woman bottom octopus and just talk me through their first review and like what they gauged out of it including like their review of like what elves are like and all that stuff because they literally give actual four people reviews every time but the right, octopus I don't i don't recall how they all broke down the octopus i do know that zell felt very suffocated yes because he's smaller so that's the thing the joke is not <laughs> look her titties out it's like the joke is how does an elf try to have sex with a giant octopus essentially in comparison to size and how would that affect them sexually and the my favorite part was the third one which is like a halfling which we'll talk about later was getting ridden by this octopus and this is the question that this show failed to answer is that the thing about octopuses is that where it was riding so imagine like an octopus's tentacles fully surrounding you and bouncing up and down with a woman going I'm gonna, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bust right and then but on an octopus that's where their mouth generally is so my right. question for the show is was he getting orally oral sex or is he getting normal sex <laughs> well because it was half human so their mouth was above right and also that part's a beak mind you <laughs> My only thought on that scene was, was I thought they missed a key opportunity to have her ink. Right. <laughs> but they didn't miss a lot of opportunities for women to expel juices. Right. And we, you're right. That was a that was a fail. That was a swing and a miss. Interspecies yeah. reviewers do better. <laughs> By the way, I don't I, I'm looking at another thing. I texted myself. here. Yeah. I don't remember where this came along, but I think it was in the first episode or two. Yeah. This is the text I have to myself yesterday at 9.50 p.m. <laughs> Parakeet, more like gonna skeet. Yes, that was the, the sweet. I wrote down some of my favorite puns from this show because you got to imagine this got banned from Japan, got sent to the United States, and now they got to take all these dirty jokes and right. translate them to English. And I thought they did, oh, such a great job. And Parakeet, more like gotta skeet is amazing. And it shows you <laughs> this weird thing because one of the other cast members is this is the waitress at the bar that they all go to. Um, Dory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May Mayot Mayadri. I can't. It was it was poorly written. May. Poorly, her name is May. Yeah, we'll call her May, right? And she is not interested in sex whatsoever with these guys. But imagine if like you get sexualized via the prostitute that represents your species. And mm-hmm. they post it on the wall for you then to serve those customers later. That's essentially what happened. Right. And everyone finds out that, like, she's ticklish in the back of her neck. Yeah. And that they have one hole. They have the <laughs> cloaca all, all in one cloaca, which was another great realization of this show. It said all in one cloaca feels fantastic. Parakeet, more like goddess keep. Am I right? Oh, my God. I, I did not. I have your notes open in front of me and I did not even see that that was the next line we were going into. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. And, and then that came with an eight. So, but she, she like, she could kick him out. Yeah. They're good for business. She likes them. Right. And I think this kind of like, we'll talk about like the kind of world this projects if, if sex work is re- is not as decriminalized. I right. think it's an important conversation to have too, but we must go further Garrett, because I have to stop first and talk about something that you'll see a lot. And you'll be like, well, why does Japan like this stuff so much? There's certain like yokai and like monsters and like legends they love to glom onto. And the succubus is a big one. Mm-hmm. They love the idea of this just like sex crazed monster. And in like European folklore, the succubus actually is an evil being that kind of looks more like Satan than it does a beautiful woman. And you have to blame that literally on one man, an American that worked for SNK <laughs> and was a writer for the game uh, Darkstalkers. Now, have you played okay. Darkstalkers before? It's like an arcade game where monsters fight each other, where, like vampires and all that stuff happens. And they wanted to create a uh, two female characters, kind of like Mortal Kombat. It's like, look who shoots in there, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're out of monsters. Let's do one is a cat girl. Yep. And the other one is a female vampire. And the guy goes... And they're named Rizzoli and Isles. Yes. Well, they came up with the name beforehand. Her name's Morgan. All right. And so... And, and Dimitri, and he goes, the, this one American, just like randomly out of nowhere, because he's European, he has European, you know, he has a, more of an understanding of like European culture and myth, goes, uh, we can make her a succubus since you already have a vampire playing, you have a male vampire, why don't we use this succubus? And Japan goes, what's a succubus? <laughs> and he there goes to explain that a succubus is a creature from Irish folklore that goes into your dreams and 
steals your energy and takes away your inhibition. It was used by a lot of Irishmen to claim that this is the reason why they cheated on their wives, but right. it ended up being a famous folklorist in Irish folklore. Got it. Which has since then created the biggest fascination with, with succubus. They're going to be mm-hmm. every, every etchy like monster show is going to have a succubus and Japan just loves it. And you can all blame it on this one guy who just like, was like, uh, guys. <laughs> so little did he know he created a cultural milestone. It's like boardroom pitches that get yeah. wildly out of control. Right. Exactly. And he, he, he created a monster literally. So uh, uh, let's talk to you. F- could you explain that again? <laughs> <laughs> he was what's a, what? yeah, the next question it sealed. It was what's a succubus. <laughs> Well, and then there goes a giant And all thing. of a sudden, I envision I'm in like Beavis and Butthead do America. Roller coaster. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three. Because you got to think that like, imagine you, you inadvertently created a cultural kink that didn't exist before. <laughs> right? That's wild to me. Because you have to His remember. mother would be so proud. Right? Because you have to remember like Japan is kind of sexually repressed. The reason why a lot of these shows exist is because they don't, they're very conservative otherwise. And they, the idea of a woman who is not only sexually active, but like proud of it was such a new thing to them mm-hmm. that it became, as I was saying, so it's, it's just like, it's just wild to me. I just I had to think about it. And it just made the fact that they had used the succubus thing because J- Japan would get it. Oh, these, so this thing wants sex, right? You don't have to feel bad for these monsters because they want sex. That, that was their kind of their idea. So let's get back to the show, man. Uh, sure. <laughs> episode two. Uh, episode two is where we're at. So these guys eventually made a zine. Meaning they just did this for, for S and giggles, right? And then all of a sudden, Madri comes by with a bag of cash and says, hey, man, everybody really liked your reviews and they wanted to pay you for it. And like, oh, stuff's pretty uh, lucrative. They're actually making mm-hmm. some scratch for a bit. Uh, and what's really funny is that um, the angel is kind of a, is kind of a like innocent character. The, the Krim is what he's called. Like norm, they are called normally. But Krim is so innocent and doesn't want to be doing this, but ends up doing it anyway. Right. It's like the most innocent reviews. It's like doing the parakeet uh, monster was like, yeah, but I really like the bath. So uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Garrett, like talk us through the next episode. What, 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 what spurs are men of leisure this time? Um, so they, as you said, they sort of like rotate out like the fourth member. So first of all, they rope Krim into this. Yes. Krim is like, I do not make enough money for this. Uh, and yeah. they're like, no, no, no. We got you. We covered. You're part of the gang. You're part of the crew. Yeah. Um, and the first person they, they go out with is another person named Kanchal, who is a halfling, yeah. which essentially yes. is like, I don't know, a little shorter than a hobbit. Yeah, basically a human and something else. I don't know what it, what it is. They never but, explain it. But but, yeah. but they are they are quite small. Yeah. Um, and By the way, Krim is too, and Krim kind of looks like a, a it presents femininely, generally. Right. So. But but you talk about um, they, they. How did you describe it here in the notes? It's really terrific. Yeah. Um, yeah. They see a bunch of woo girls <laughs> who are fairies, and it's true. They want to go and see uh, what fairies are like. And fairies, as you can imagine, they're not Tinkerbell size, but they are. Imagine the size of your hand, like maybe like what would that be a foot long like a subway sandwich would be bigger than uh, definitely i would say elbow to tip of your middle finger yeah so that would be like yeah about right. a, like a foot and change so so they go to a uh, brothel exclusively for for fairies which is by the way known as the fairies nectar sometimes you got to really love some of these <laughs> so these names foul. of these brothels but this is one of the uh, better exchanges i've, but I've seen as you might imagine there are uh, prerequisites to come yes. into the brothel. Because you had to have had the essential question that I did, Garrett, about going to a fairy brothel. Absolutely. But, what uh, would that what would that question be? Because I want to make sure that we're both uh, Anatomically, how is this going to work? <laughs> are you going to kill them was my question. Right. right. <laughs> Will you kill them with your D was my question from this episode. Right, for sure. And so what they do is is the... Um, Oh, God. What do they call the lady of the house? The uh, Madam. There's a madam ma- or matron or whatever. Uh, the madam fairy uh, makes everyone drop drop their drawers. Yes. Uh, and you have to rise to the occasion. And they measure you. And based upon your measurements, uh, you get your selection. So, for example, Stunk yes. uh, is very, very proud to get 16 and a half centimeters, which is like 6.5 inches long. Yep. yep. Um, and as such, he only gets to choose between two. Because yep. he would destroy. 
yes, he would anyway. destroy these fairies. Uh, uh, by the way, Garrett, how did the measurement happen? Because I think this is probably one of the funnier things that happened in this show. And there's a uh, lot of he, moments that made me go, ha, like loudly. Well, <laughs> he he dropped Trow and he's like, I can't do it with them here. And the madam wants like, to see what Fine. he's like. He wants to see what he's like excited, right? That That's the, right. the official line. So the madam's like, ugh. Fine. So she like turns around and starts like dry humping him. But like in like the most unexcitable counting way, she's like one and two and three and four. So you can imagine this fairy is essentially like lifting and dropping this man's penis over and over again. Well, I mean, like if you've ever been to a gentleman's club and you're getting a lap dance, if there's a mirror in front of your performer, she's probably doing her taxes in her head. Like, <laughs> It's just like yeah. the tiny being is just trying hard to be like, eh. and so eh. we find out that uh, Conchal the halfling, yes, literally has the pick of the litter, right? Being as tiny as they are, and that without seeing anything, apparently, Krim is so well endowed, which of course upsets Stunk because yes. Stunk is like super yeah. jelly. <laughs> um, uh, that Krim is not even welcome in the door, and Krim is not bothered by this because Krim does, um, once again, does not want to be there, but. The, yeah, you could say that Krim has. Well, Krim we was had to be bothered because Krim gave it like a two or something. Yeah, Krim has Pete Davidson energy. He, he, she, they have what well, is it, it is very Huey Lewis in that they have a lot of news to give. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It, it's that much girth is in this thing, and that he would he, they would literally destroy all the fairies in this room. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, and what this is the same thing that happened in Monster Musume. They love doing these like symbolic gestures that imply sex but don't actually show sex sure. like so he's like so as they're talking they roll a bowling ball and then the ball <laughs> hits the number of the pins that was their score and i was just like oh my god this is hysterical so you got to know this show offers a lot of random jokes and they're honestly they all hit they're so yeah. funny i laugh a lot in this so stunk gave the fairies a three because he could only do the larger the bb dub so to speak we're calling them bbfs the big beautiful fairies <laughs> the larger women sure and and as a man of his word, right? Because he's like, I'm going to do every species. That is my goal. And big girls need love too, even though he wasn't too enthused by it. He did it. And he, he gave did. it a three. And Zell gave it a seven. And Conchal gave it a nine. And and Crimbell was like, I get to do, you do anything. Zero. <laughs> so yeah. So that was a really, a really funny scene mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. altogether. And then randomly demon politics show up. <laughs> oh my God. We're getting stump so... speeches. Yeah, I know. And this is something that like shows the su- the world existing outside of brothels, right? Because yeah, you got to so match. First one yeah, so they... explain this a little bit if you can't. I'll I'll try. But go ahead. So the first, we essentially get two political parties. Yes. At this moment, there are numerous political parties, but right. we're used to two. One is the Demon Party. Yes. All right, and you can only imagine why people don't like demons, right? Their pitch isn't great, to be honest. <laughs> it's not great, uh, but they have a very attractive leader. Right. Um, she gives her pitch and she disappears. And uh, <laughs> we got about, so I'll just frame the, it even the more. Demon liaison, her right hand man, who's named Demon Two, <laughs> Demon Two, come comes over to to Stunk and Zell and Krim and is like, uh, uh, "Hey guys, so." I know you guys are like the reviewers and whenever you review like a race, their popularity really jumps. So like you should really like review a demon brothel and stunks. Like, are you telling me this for political? He's like, no, 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 but uh, this is the best one we got. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because the way you this was... should, uh, you should just check it out of your yeah, own uh, volition. Yeah, why not? I guess give it a shot. And the funny thing is because the demon party, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who is who never does well, is very unpopular, literally comes down from heaven with lightning balls and goes, Bow before our awesomeness. We shall give you magic that will change the world forever. Like, doesn't really make a good pitch. Right. And the right. winning party is the orc party. Right. Which was hysterical because well, first of all, they look like generation swine, like yes. pig heads. They do. Or like that episode of like Twilight Zone where like beauties in the behind eye of the beholder, where they think the person under the this like bandages are like <laughs> are like wounded, like we're sorry, we couldn't fix her. And they opens up it's like a hot woman, but everybody else is a pig man. So it was just like it's like <laughs> looked like that. And their platform is pretty simple, Garrett. And I wrote it down. For uh, sure. Garrett, the Orc Party platform is 
Keep, keep agriculture-, agriculture yield high. <laughs> keep taxes low. And lots of money to the sex worker district. <laughs> and I made a very highfalutin joke that said, Nesby must be run by orcs. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, uh, according to like the side talk we get in this episode, the yeah. orcs always win. Win, because their tagline is, uh, <laughs> stability trumps change, tranquility trumps toil, eat, sleep, and fornicate, and they win every time. <laughs> so yeah, they always win. And another funny interchange from this was that the demon guy, Demon 2, mentioned they had this funny like family feud moment where they explained the top five most quote unquote unmarriable uh, species. And they number even five- had a fake Richard Dawson, the host yeah. that used to kiss people. <laughs> they really thought of the humor in this. And number five was Lizard Ben, obviously. Because uh, they're like, and they smell and they stay in the sun all day. Yuki Ona, which you don't know very well, is a yokai that's pretty exclusive to Japan. But they're like, uh, women in blizzards that make uh, like people stay with them and then make people freeze to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're in a lot of shows. Uh, Fire Spirit, because like obviously you're going to burn to death. Demons are number two. And then the number one, I was like, well, what would be worse than demons? They're like, zombies. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be worse. That would be worse. Yeah, I mean, the undead would be clearly worse. So on, this is the this is like the humor in this is great. The, on their way to this demon brothel, which they were conferred to as be the best demon world, they got distracted. <laughs> they saw a shiny new object, and what happened instead? <laughs> I don't remember. They ended up going to a Minotaur brothel. <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I was just like, my senses were overwhelmed. It really was, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, also, I hurt my neck because I had to keep looking over my shoulder to see if my wife was coming up behind me. Well, so. Garrett, what you missed and or didn't remember was probably women with bigger breasts than or should be capable on him that lactate consistently oh oh my god that's right yep and a lot of cow puns well and one of them the the one of the reviewers gave him a bad review because he's like this uh this breast milk was dairy and as a dog person uh, (laughs) i'm lactose intolerant the logic is sound here. That's the sad part of it. Yes, a dog would not have would have His problems. Dogs shouldn't drink milk. Shouldn't drink milk. And a lot of their their intellectation play. That is their type of sex work. And the the buns were great. I love, I want to see the person who had to translate this and what they had to do. Because wow, chef's kiss. Well done. Yeah. One was I can't take any more for an utter <laughs> second. But just so you know, the reviews came in. Uh, Stunk gave it a seven. <laughs> Zell gave it an eight. The Dogman gave it a six because he was lactose intolerant. And the, de- gave it, the Demon gave it an eight. So yeah. just in case you want to know what it was like to have sex with the Minotaur. For sure. <laughs> oh, by the way, I th- in this next episode, you kind of have like a, a line about one of the characters. And I'm just kind of going to jump to that because it doesn't go out of order. Right. Uh, every time they go back to the tavern, it's like the same crew of layabouts. Right, right, like, right. All of these reviews. Right. And in particular, there is a l- blonde haired lizard <laughs> that keeps being like uh, it keeps reading the reviews and going, oh. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Yep, yep. Good to know. And his buddy keeps going. You are a virgin. <laughs> and and then like the next reviews will come in, and he'll be like, Ah, yes. With wise knowledge, I'm glad I've ascertained. You are a virgin. <laughs> he has such incel energy, but like the the like fedora milady's type of incel. Like he has this warp sense. <laughs> hold on, hold on, I need to laugh. Properly, <laughs> the fedora milady. Yes, incel energy. The yeah. the like poorly guided, uh, you know, chivalrous incel. Yeah. And I have no idea why. And <laughs> women hate me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I'm disgusting to women because because like they'll be like, well, women deserve. Oh, they're just like these 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 beautiful creatures, and like they, they don't get that that like women are like, shut up, man, you're stupid. Like, stop doing that. And. Right. So yeah, Blizzard has major incel energy and is another great joke in this show. But we get to episode three, and honestly, this is weirdly the most sex-positive episode of the series. That I saw four episodes. I'm pretty sure you got to four as well. Yeah, I watched four. And I'm going to do a little bit of backroom talk. Garrett and I were discussing this, because if you remember, this is banned on all of the platforms. So I'm not going to even hide the fact that I had to pirate it. I did. (laughs) Because it's not found anywhere. It is illegal. This is an hey, anime. Man, hey, you'd be happy to give money, and people. I would be. Have it. Funimation put it back, man. And this is an anime that you have to watch in a paper bag. Like that's how dirty it is. So, I had to download it. And I go, Garrett, 
Garrett goes, I'll try to watch more if I need to. Cause sometimes like I'll get him three and four. If he can, if he has time, he'll go to five to six. I appreciate his effort. And I go, Oh, Garrett, I only put on five. Do you shut up at six? He goes, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Cause you like, you get it once you get the, a few episodes in, but they, right. this is like the weirdly sex positive episode in that they go to a gender swap uh, brothel, which I thought was very right. interesting. So, so yeah. and Zell become women female wise right uh but their their brains remain the same who yes. they are now that do, however that does not mean that they are open to sex with the opposite sex right they are just looking for a lesbian experience yeah they go to the water's edge of being like okay with being gay but then like just don't get there yet mm-hmm. except uh so the first thing is that this the gender swap trope is in a lot of etchy if if the show has magic and etchy Yep. At some point, the main character is going to turn into a woman. It's always going to be the case. Yeah, or their brains swap right. bodies. Exactly, or... because they're ultimately going to go to baths and they're going to stare at everybody and be like, "Oh, shouldn't we hear it?" Like that's the joke. But this is right. different in that they actively want to be women so they can experience what it's like to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Which you can imagine men of culture being in women's bodies would right. be. But this is where it got like truly graphic. Yeah, it does. Penetration and it gets there, man. It it freaking gets there. And so that also asks the question of like, Krim is, is hermaphroditic, has both male and female genitalia. The way they displayed what happens to Krim when they take the potion, like made me laugh really hard because okay. what they showed was this giant elephant going, <laughs> then all of a sudden a light shines bright over the elephant. The elephant shrinks. It was like, <laughs> it does like the Ren and Snippy implosion, like, and then all of a sudden a giant clam comes up and goes, clam. And that's <laughs> Bam! It was just so random. It was awesome, and and so Krim is now a full, a fully uh, presenting female in this, in this world. Right. But what did they and do then when Krim makes a heck of a decision? Yes, yes, because and this is where they actually go over the water's edge, which I appreciate. Is that because there's so much in this episode, Garrett? I'm like having trouble organizing my thoughts. So it was funny. The first thing they decided to do, they're like, "What do you do when we're in a female body?" Like, uh, we go to the baths. <laughs> like, it's funny that that was right. the first thing they thought. But and they all got this like platform. Is they learn about that there's not just female brothel uh, sex workers, but also male. And we learn about the magical world of incubus sex yes. workers. So talk me through this, Garrett, because we got to do this first before we go any further into Crim's choices. But go ahead. Right. So um, <laughs> I'm going to read through your notes here. So, there, so again, females are succubus. Suck you girls. They're suck called girls. suck you girls. Amazing. In, English. Uh, in boys. So they're incubus. So they're called in boys. <laughs> right. And the really joke button, it goes, we're like in me boys. <laughs> right. Um, and then I was kind of surprised that they referred to uh, boys for endurance as end boys. Yes, because that makes me think, you know, power bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So end boys. Uh, however, means with that thought in mind, uh, there are rainboy bo- rainbow, rainbow boys, boys, which is very clearly the lazy way to, you know describe what that would be but any but if this is the one it's like this one will do anybody basically it's yeah. and, and what's the final one here because it seems you really enjoyed it and they're called rain and boys <laughs> are the ones that both can do it five times in a row and will do anybody <laughs> so and it's funny because they also bring up the tricky scenarios of what happens when what happens when people do this this kind of brothel is that they're like well generally this is for people to role play homosexual fantasies or homoerotic fantasies and a lot of them will go up to the person that they want to do it with as this hot woman, have sex with them. And the next morning when the potion wears off, the guy's like, what? And so that's the first thing that happens. Well, that's and why you can't leave. Everything that's why, has to and happen. And that's why they won't let the you confines. leave. That's why you can't leave the, the gender swap brothel. Right. And then the second thing is that women tend to play out their boy love fantasies here. And so what was great about this episode is they they showed boy love scenes. They were like, and then sometimes you'll get the hunk and it's like, uh, uh, give it to me. Uh, uh. Or there's sometimes you'll get the there's some people want to be the more handsome type. Uh, 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 let's do it. So you're like, all right, I'm getting this. All right, they're being more sex positive. Uh, but let's talk through the choices that people make because Krim, being hermaphroditic, 
is interested a little bit in the inboys, so to speak. I only remember the two that you put here, which was right. Zell and Krim. I don't remember what Stunk chose. Stunk chose an elf. Okay. Because, oh, because, okay. because he's he is the basic. elf and Zell criticizes him because right. it's an old elf. That's an old elf. Yes. She's 500 years old, but looks like she's 20. Yes. Right. And they have pretty vanilla. Well, we'll go further into what the sexes look like. Zell <laughs> made the choice that is most popular for those who are worried about being <laughs> gentle. And that is the amorphous pile of goo. <laughs> he picks a slime to have a tentacle fetish with. Right. And the slime not only uh, penetrates his, his genitalia, but also his mouth. We have to... We, Garrett will give the, the, the sex scene spaces because they were a lot... And then the halfling picked another halfling because he knew full well that this one was into BDSM. Because so so Ketchel's thing is that he likes BDSM, specifically love being a sub. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. The next thing is that Krim, this is this blew my mind when I saw it. This is so, so let, we'll talk through the sex scenes in reverse order of how we explained it. Gotcha. Okay. So Krim, what did he select? What did they select? A hyena. <laughs> I, a hyena lady. A hind lady? Uh, yeah, a hind, hindcubus? <laughs> a succubine? <laughs> and the funny, this part, there are two things about this scene blew my mind. First off, you see nipples all the time. The most, you'll see lady juices, you'll see you know, spunk, you'll see a lot of stuff, but for some reason, the hyena's nipples were censored. Too much. It's too much to have to go into the furry fantasy. The second thing was they go, well, that was a weird thing for the innocent crim to pick. Yeah. And why, and, and this blew my mind too. There's actually three reasons why this blew my mind. Why did, why did crim pick the hyena lady or sucky hyena? Apparently, and I see in your note, they say offered a semi-true fact about hyenas. Correct. Apparently, male and female hyenas both have penises. Yes, and is a pseudo penis. And this is actually a weirdly true fact: is that hyena females, and this is going to gross you out. So this is the gross thing I'm going to talk about. Hyena females have pseudo penises, meaning their clitorises are seven inches long on average. Whoa! Yes, and somehow because God has a sense of humor, the labia are fused together and full of fat, so they yeah. look like testicles. How does that? help in nature very hard they the hyena males have sex with the females through the clitoris huh yes and they give birth through the clitoris hyenas on average need three to four weeks to recover from giving birth oh wow because imagine doing that yes (laughs) going through urethra on any species would be rough okay also because of their bigger genitalia they are the more dominant gender of hyenas. So, like, if a hyena comes in and is like, hey, what's up, girl? The hyena's like, what you want, little punk? <laughs> Come on at me, little man. Because I got bigger wangs than, than the males. Yeah. It's, it's a real fact. <laughs> and this is the first time that Krim legitimately enjoys themselves. Because Krim is a full female at this point and gets done by a hyena. And this is the number one thing that weirded me out about this whole thing. This is the most odd thing that to show and they do it missionary style (laughs) you had so much opportunity here this is a gross show and yet this is the time the hyena's like don't worry i'll be gentle and they have like romantic sex and i'm like come on guys (laughs) what's going on here (laughs) now let's go backwards (laughs) the halflings have what is essentially a uh, i'll say it folks a dildo abuse scene (laughs) You see penetration, but it's pixelated. Oh, this is where very says, slightly pixelated. We're talking face down, ass up. That's the way the hatchlings like to you know what, right? <laughs> and with a and then pulls out a pink pixelated object we all know is a dildo, and it's like, and you see just straight up like, it's just like straight up doing it that way. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a lot. And then Zell, the who is the elf, is getting hung upside down. Well, is like getting hung, like face down, a la like the wrong way to do zip lining mm-hmm. with the slime. And this slime is now abusing the hell out of 
all of the orifices with goo. <laughs> okay. And then finally, which is really funny, because if you think about it, the men are very, you know, they, they kind of have a, they definitely have a misogyny side to them. Sure, sure. But this is the chance for you to see them get their just desserts because Zell thinks he's going to go in there and he's going to have like an equal power dynamic lesbian exchange with this woman. But no, this woman sticks both fingers in his mouth and goes and like splits it and it goes like, not today, boy. <laughs> and it just <laughs> to just make him the, the bottom so bad. So that's, this episode does that. Mm-hmm. How did you feel after doing this episode, after watching this particular episode? Because this is the most hentai I think of of the whole the whole series. I get. I guess I did feel a little gypped. I didn't see more hyena. <laughs> did not expect that, but you know what? Day to zone because this is what I want to like take away before if we have time to do the fourth episode, maybe. But we'll like run through it because it's really awful, weird, weird, awful. Not like you know, like disturbing, right. awful. Is this show? As you said, and I agree with you, is not necessarily etchy because etchy for what it's supposed to be also follows a lot of tropes and it doesn't do it. So can you, let's talk about this for a little bit, Garrett. So first All right, up, number one for me, I didn't even look at your list here. Yeah, yeah, just talk me through it. Right. This show does not have that BS of like, the awkward dude who keeps finding himself accidentally falling into yes. breasts and vaginas. This is not the accidental sex. This is actual sex, but more yeah, importantly, I, I know how much you hate and I am not a big fan yeah. of the accidental. Oh, I fell over. Oh, a lot of people are really, really clumsy and etchy. And this one is it's consensual. Every sex act in this show is 110% consensual. Look at that, Garrett. <laughs> Score a point. For the progress, the progressiveness it of interspecies made it reviewer, far more watchable. Right, exactly. It was dirtier. So, folks, don't let me make it seem as if this show is going to be for everyone because it clearly will not be. But I left this with more positive thoughts than I had negative. Weirdly enough, right. It's also a, show, a world that shows a utopia in which sex work is decriminalized and how beneficial that would be for a society. Well, I mean, to be I fair, th- there's like a lot of these places. Yes. And what would happen if women, if the brothels and sex workers had like agency, right? You can actually have a good sexual experience. They can have rules and regulations on the men like the fairies did, right? They don't have to be forced to do things they don't want to do. Okay. And you, and, and as a consumer of the goods, because you're not, de- de- because you're not stigmatized towards it, even though stunk gets a little weird with the ma- with the maid, there's not a scene in which they're like assaulting other women in the group, right? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of an interesting take. It's also less rapey than Echi is generally because this is the one thing that most non-Japanese people feel about just Japanese porn in general is that women in in the Echi and hentai world always sound like they don't want what's happening. Right. Americans consume porn because they want to show that the meekness and the it's the like, stop it! You're killing me! Like, like, I don't want to feel like I'm hurting someone, honestly. Like, That's why I'm Americans, about that. the opposite is true True in Western porn is that the women performatively make it seem like this is the best thing that's ever happened to them, right? right. In Japan, right. it's the opposite. It's still like, <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want that. That is mm. completely off. Mm. And this is, it's not that. I, I, I think that's great. And it's weirdly sex positive, as I said, like it shows fluid interactions. No one's, no one's being kink shamed. So no matter what your interests are, Right. You're not being like, oh, you like that thing? Oh, you want to have sex with a lizard person? Oh, you mm-hmm. want to like, like it, it kind of talks to the idea of like, if you decriminalize sex work and people are allowed to explore the sexuality in healthy and safe and regulated ways, right? What that would be. So I don't know. Did you get that same perception? You're just like, this is too gross and too bad you as a new. No, no, no. I, I, I absolutely did. The, the, I mean, it goes down to like my opening statement. Like, yeah. Can it be both? totally defiling but at the same time like like really progressive right right i never thought i would say that about this show but i did so finally i'm gonna run really quickly through the fourth episode because the fourth episode was weird in that it took a turn because it's made it seem like everybody died nakedly in the middle of the streets oh yeah yeah. the the episode opened and i'm like uh did i miss something yeah Yeah. and she's like like, because crim is there everybody's naked and dead and he's like they're like you can't die like this. And I'm like, I hope they don't, don't go to that, the theme song after this. Like, it's like, very like, nee, 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 nee. come, 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 jerk, jerk, jerk. Like, if you went right that after, 
<laughs> he did that like itchy and scratchy style music. After that, that would be completely tonality wrong. And then the characters that have like this, like you, these other people are like eulogy to them. And then like it was such a dick move because the narrator's like, just kidding, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the theme of the show is that they go to this very cheap brothel. They're like, come on, guys, it's only 500 gold. Anything you want for as long as you want. 500 gold, which I'm guessing is like five bucks, right? Right. And that's because the characters are Lilim, which I I looked up what that was, but I needed an idea of it. It's basically succubi, but they're the actual daughters of Lilim, the queen of the succubi. So you no difference really. Feed off oh, of boy. Feed off of sex. In fact, I remember looking when they were showing like what sex with Lilim are like, and I was I could have sworn a horn was coming out of a butthole. <laughs> I'm like, I know where tales are supposed to be located on anthropomorphic women. Thank you, Etchy. But <laughs> the, it was clearly located in the butthole. Right. That's the first thing. When they show up to this thing, the woman's like, gives them the big disclaimer, like, this will probably kill you. <laughs> right. Because the women in are- fact, this would be free, but people wouldn't trust it. Right. And the, they open up the window with all the wor- sex workers in there. And these women are- like beasts waiting for a ham hock that haven't eaten in days. And in fact, there was one scene that really was like, oh, the only time I was like, really, uh, was there was a Lilum naked that like literally was like Frogger style onto right. the froggy style on the window oh. going like, come on in, rubs its crotch against the window and just drips down the window. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that's a lot. Oh. And one of the Lilum says, show us your guts and your dicks. <laughs> Sign me up. Do it. Show it. <laughs> and so, like, and this is another funny joke because it's still kind of a like a fantasy world. They put on like Final Fantasy buffs, <laughs> like yeah, all they their like Zell to like cast spells to give them the strength of God to like like go... defensive spells and immediately get destroyed. Right, these... Krim, Krim does not go in there. And Krim's like, this is a bad idea, guys. Right. And they're like, for our standards. So they go in there and they start getting destroyed, destroyed by these Lilum. And, and if and, it was, they say you cannot leave until, until you, you are, are drained dry. Dry. And, and they were saved by this. Yeah. Krim and they were watching saved. this and talking to like the Lilum madam. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, how do we get them out of here? And she's like, well, there's no way out of here unless knock, knock, knock. <laughs> And Here it comes looked the like orc the party. Orc president showed up. He goes, I have to get my pride back. So he brings the entire orc party of like thousands of orcs into the building. Which well, that's what she, our- said. she said, normally that amount of Lilla, the madam said, normally that amount of Lilum, you have to go into the room with at least a hundred. Yeah. And they only went with three and then they just die. And <laughs> it took him three weeks to recover. And then finally, the second scene is they go to what's called the salamander, which is like a fire spirit. Yep. And have a bulgogi sex scene on it with this thing in which they pull thin strips of steak off her nipples. And she's like, ah, ah, like For those at home, I don't know if you've ever been to like one of those sushi restaurants yes, where exactly sushi like that. goes around on a conveyor belt. Yeah. Take a next step on that. If you've ever gone to one of those sushi restaurants where models lay on the conveyor belt and sushi <laughs> plates are placed on them yes now just imagine if the their bodies were actually the temperature of a griddle <laughs> and they could cook your korean barbecue and then krim because krim is the only one that's resistant to fire has sex with the salamander and it's really gratuitous but and i was like ready to be like oh god god damn it japan but then they go boop Due to the graphic nature of the scene, we're now going to show you Majri, the bird girl, in a bird bath. She's like, <laughs> just so wild. But but then it cuts back to Krim performing cunnilingus yes. on the salamander girl, and she screams, "The magma is coming out!" <laughs> and the volcano and it cuts to a volcano erupting and collapsing at the same time. Genius, just genius. So Garrett. I feel like this, we would overwhelm everybody's senses if we went further. So let's just get to the major questions. And I'm going to add one more. Actually, two more. The first is, was this worthy of getting banned? 
from Funimation, what you've seen is as uh, actually normally. Absolutely. Absolutely worthy of being banned from Japanese cable. But Funimation step it up. Being banned on a pay service where mm-hmm. you simply have to put up a age parental control in front of it. Exactly. Do better Funimation. And uh, well, the second owned by Crunchyroll now. So yeah, consolidation in the industry. You'll never get what you want. Uh, and the sad part about it is we just got access to Funimation and their UI is like 10 times better. And now I have to go to Crunchyroll again, whose UI is awful. Unless you sponsor Crunchyroll, in which case it's the best service ever. <laughs> uh, the second thing I'm going to ask is like, what was the weirdest thing you saw? Like, what would you think is the weirdest thing that you got from this episode? Well, if we just go back to the fourth episode. Yeah when they're at the barbecue place yes, and Stunk and Zell order the two hot dogs. <laughs> yes, and, I forgot about that. And they, the, Stunk cooks his hot dog in the salamander girl's mouth as she fillets it. She fillets and, the hot dog and it's going, having ballpark plump Zell, when you cook them. <laughs> you can only imagine where what oven Zell sticks the other hot dog inside of. And they cook like a ballpark Frank. <laughs> right. And they eat it, and they're like, man, that was delicious, but we, we're full. We had too much food. No, they're like, hot, hot, hot. Oh, my God, too hot. Like, that is the kind so of humor. I that's... would have to say the hot dog uh, skewer cook-off <laughs> is probably the weirdest thing I saw. The weirdest thing was the buildup of the hyena scene and then it being, like, romantic missionary. That was just, it's like, that was such a turn. So, <laughs> what we're going to do, the first question I'm ask is, will you keep watching what you've seen before if I'm able to download all 12 things? Yes, absolutely. It's one season, so what am I in for, like, 12 episodes. six more episodes? Yeah, like eight more, but I yeah, don't know how far sure. you're gone. Sure, why not? Yeah, I would watch it too. In fact, I probably will because it's... I'll amazing. never read it, so... No. <laughs> no. Uh, so now we're going to do what we always do it every week, which is called the Weeb and Noob Score. The Weeb and Noob Score doesn't mean the show's good or bad or not. Uh, in fact, it's much like uh, the, the you know, interspecies review. It's basically our excitement for you to enjoy this property. Does it respect and, and is a good paragon of the medium? Uh, really, it's like high state high scores. Like, watch this; it's amazing. And lower scores, like, yeah, you can watch something else. But go ahead. Like a lower score is more like RVs, right? right. You could eat it, but at sometimes you'd be like, yeah, let's do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, RVs. So, uh, Garrett, let's. What, what do you give it your score here? I. <laughs> I can I understand your conflict. Eight point five. I understand your conflict. So, so rationalize that for me. So for me, mm-hmm. this is not one of the greatest <laughs> animes ever created. Correct. In the context of ecchi slash soft hentai, <laughs> but also making it so that you don't feel really bad about it. Mm-hmm. Also having positive social views. Mm-hmm. I think I I think. I think a lot of people would be like, they would say, well, because it's not high art, right? it's a five or six at best. But I think for what it is, it is mm-hmm. exceptional. Maybe the best hentai slash ecchi that we've watched. Garrett, I'm going to give this the same rating that Krim gave the cunnilingus he got from the Salamander, and I'm going to give it a nine. <laughs> uh, in that, I think this is the most refreshing take on ecchi I have seen refreshing i really truly mean that and i feel like it actually like japan needs to see this show yeah because it does because honestly like take the good away from it so right get the same thing over and over and over again. right because how much of of ecchi in japan how much of J- japanese young boys are learning about sex through this weird misogynistic white nighty fall into women's panties and stuff like that getting random shots and then you get a show like this which is just as graphic, if not more so. But it's also like, here, have play. Figure out what you like. Right. You know, be, you know, understand the gender's fluid and that doesn't really matter. And you can mm-hmm. like what you like and that's acceptable. And yep. that sex is not this dirty, awful thing. And, and like, sadly, that's a good message to give to a country like Japan. In fact, I think the America should watch Interspecies Review. I'm yeah. on a soapbox now right now to say, folks, mm-hmm. get off your high horse. Mm-hmm. Watch some softcore hentai. Watch interspecies yeah. reviewer. I you know who doesn't need it. to watch though because they're already there. The so. Germans. <laughs> yes, the Germans are like, oh, there's no poopy there, so I give it a six. 
Where Sorry. is the Shiza? Where is the Shiza, bro? I, I have simultaneously insulted Arby's and the whole country of Germany in one episode. <laughs> so as we go to the tower to discuss our, our lasciviousness nature for the night, it is always important to hear your thoughts. So try it out, folks, because I bet none of you have seen the show, but when you do... Sneak us a like, let us know what you think in the comments below because we really want to hear what you think about a, a weirdly refreshing take on Etchy like this one. Did you like it because of the lewd nature or did you think it had a really interesting message and refresh take on Etchy? We can also follow us on, on our social media, which includes uh, anchor.fm, uh, sorry, on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob or on Instagram at Wama Podcast. You can all follow us on our host site, anchor.fm slash Wama Podcast or really anywhere your podcasts are from. But make sure when you do, you give it what, Garrett? five-star review baby that's right garrett uh so uh it'll really help us uh afford our trips to the moo lounge and <laughs> and and with the lactation play that we are both into so as we end the night garrett and and go away from etchy into something a little bit more wholesome what are your final thoughts on interspecies reviewer consent is always sexy that's right folks that's right so we're gonna be <laughs> i don't even want to like do this part so we're so we're going to be eating bulgogi off of a salamander. We're going to be <laughs> transforming and then getting s- submitted to a, a slime. We're going <laughs> we're going to be cheating whether whether we're big comparing our measurements to uh, Krim. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you next week. Watch out for the hyenas, guys. <laughs> To have sex with every species of chick there is. Through jungles. And seas. In deserts. On snowy peaks. In dungeons. High and low, near and far, we're out for adventure. Well, actually... You have to take a load off sometime, buddy. More like shoot your load, am I right? (laughs)